jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. This is the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. This is Carl Arrington. The following episode features an excerpt of my interview with Stevie Wonder recorded in February of 1986, just after the celebration of the first Martin Luther King national holiday. It took place in a recording studio in New York. When you cho- when you have you know three hours that you want to listen to music, what do you what do you normally to- turn to? Do you like listen to what's you know radio what's playing now, or the top hundred, or you trying to get new influences, or... I go back and forth on the radio. Um, listening to different different things, talk programs, or music, or whatever. Like what are you listening to right now? What are some examples of things, of, of music that's caught your fancy, for, from whatever era? Um... Well, I, I've always been impressed with old jazz, uh-huh. you know, um, some of the uh, stuff that was recorded, um, uh, like the, it was a um, neutral, neutral record. They've got like a lot of uh, 78s and albums of like live broadcasts with Nat King Cole, it was like the Cole Trio, remember that? Mm-hmm. King Cole Trio. Mm-hmm. trio. And um, uh, who's the first synthesis that uh, from Germany? Way back in the kind of 30s or 40s, he was working with that stuff, but just with oscillator and a knob, basically. And it's really not any kind of unique music. It's just really you know, experimental stuff. But it's amazing the kinds of sounds that you know came out of it. Um, some of the new wave stuff I, I listen to lately is not really too much happening, you know. Um, but I listen a lot to some of the rap stuff because um, it has a form and then it doesn't have a form. And to me that's unique. In the sense that there is a form with it, but then again there is not a form that you could actually consistently say exists, but even with that non-consistency, there is something consistent about it. Mm-hmm. So that's intriguing to me. Um, I've always, and I will always, you know, be uh, impressed with, you know, stuff with the Beatles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I try not to too much, even though, I, you know, we all do that. You know, you listen to things of the 60s, you know, because yeah. you feel that... Because <laughs> you connect with them. Yeah. yeah, you relate to that stuff. Yeah. I try to understand why, you know, partially I think it's because those were good times for us as far as those were a time where we were able to get from under the thumb, money, you don't mean it so literally, but I mean, under the wing of your parents, you're beginning to really go out there and learn things about life, yet you really didn't have to commit yourself to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Still in a Have you ever done this? This is an interesting thing I did one time. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming back at a time and place when you were younger, when you didn't have responsibility and stuff like that? Only every day. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. 
I, I've done it only. Only I mean, really, this is no no BS. Only a couple of times in my life I've done it, but it's been interesting to do that because you can drift off. So you listen to a song. Yeah, and you're back in that time, but you're like thinking, wow, how incredible this was then. I didn't believe nothing, nobody, you know. Um, and then you were you commit yourself. I'm gonna, he said, I'm gonna clear myself of all this, all of this stuff, and be just as carefree as you know, back then. It's not as easy because you are not only dealing with your life but if you have you know children and family that kind of thing you know their life is a part of you know right it's a part of your life so it's not and it's not as simple as that but uh it does kind of give you a kind of sense of revitalization um, how is your house, in, in terms of the, the, we have a house here and a house in New York. New Jersey, uh-huh. And, and a house in Detroit, still? Or? Um, my mother has a home in Detroit, the home that I bought when I was younger for them. She has gifts of her. I'm thinking about getting a house, moving to, you know, having a place in Detroit, though. How are, how are your houses, how have they been altered in any way to make it your house? Is what conveniences are there that you wouldn't find in an average house? We'll make it yours. My studio. Yeah. My studio. That's and that's the major convenience for me. Is the studio really your home, though? I mean, that's it's like my workshop. I mean, it's like my. uh, What's it like even more than it seems so comfortable with all in that little machine gun turret of synthesizers and computers and sound equipment. It's, you know, it's, it's my place of, of expression, you know. Uh, Painter has um, his, uh, or whoever has his studio. That's my place of expression. And um, I can go in there and get across the emotions and feelings that I have. You know, I can say the things that I want to say. I begin to create them. Is there ever a time where you feel like, well, do you, are you ever afraid, or have you ever been afraid that you were losing your muse, that is, that you were kind of learning, or I needed to, some new thing to re-energize? Do you have a fickle muse? Well, I mean, of course we all um, need to get that word revitalization. And however we get that, whether it be going away somewhere or, you know, just listening to something and checking this out or reading something or whatever, it does revitalize, you know, that, you know, rekindle whatever, that feeling or that vibration. Um, but have you ever been facing a musical problem that you just said, yeah, I don't really what, have any idea. Yeah. Well, I, I have gone through that, you know, various times in my life, and you're going to go through that. When I when I go through that, I just don't do anything. Because the worst thing in the world is to try to, to come up with something when you don't have it there to come up with. But I believe always, I mean, there, there are always thoughts in my mind, there are always things happening, 
So because of that, you're going to get ideas. Yeah. It's only natural. What do you want to leave behind? You know, create your own little box of stuff that you want to say, this is what Stephen wanted to leave, regardless of you know, what was popular or what. I think one of the most uh, incredible achievements that I've had in my life is the fact that I played a part someone in the you know, birthday holiday, a celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. That's very important to me. And um, it really came to, you know, came to that, that real high point when I was able to watch it on television in that room, you know. But I couldn't like jump up and scream it out because I, you know, I didn't want to kind of, you know. But I was very, very happy. All this has really happened. And I think that, that in a funny kind of way, um, the masses felt comfortable coming out in these last, um, you know, six years, uh, five or six years, and saying, hey, we want this to be. This, is, this has got to be a reality. And I, I really, I really see that. I mean, I see that the the, the bill, of course, was presented in 1968, right? Mm -hmm. But by, by Congressman John Conyers, and I felt his fight was consistent. I felt other people were going back and forth on the issue, and they felt the Republicans were in, they would be a little laid back on it. The Democrats were in, they feel well. Let's fight a little harder and that kind of thing. I didn't care who was in. I just said it's gonna be. I just imagine it as being in it. That's that's kinda of how I see a lot of things. You just gotta imagine them and just just gotta just imagine just say that it's it's gonna happen and it will. And work toward making them happen. I mean it's not like gonna be magic, but I mean do all that you can to work toward it happen. Is there ever been anything that you really wanted to do like like that, that there were too many obstacles or that you couldn't get done. I don't think there's nothing too big. I really don't. If I set my mind on it, because when I set my mind on it, I just believe that it's not too big. It can be. You've been listening to my interview with Stevie Wonder, recorded in February 1986. On the next episode, Madonna. March 1985. This is Carl Arrington. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Carl Arrington Archive on jasoncharles.net. The Carl Arrington Archive is a collection of hundreds of hours of rare, in-depth interviews with the greatest musicians, performing artists, and writers, conducted over four decades by veteran journalist Carl Arrington. For more information about the series and upcoming episodes, go to the Carl Arrington Archive on the JasonCharles.net Podcast Network Audio Dramas channel. Follow us on Instagram at Carl Arrington Archive and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information regarding licensing and full extended interviews, contact Carl Arrington Archive at gmail.com. JasonCharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep.